might come as a shock, but I've never been to a ladies' retreat before. <clears throat> there might, might be a reason for that. Let's open in a word of prayer. Father, we come to you tonight and, and uh, knowing that we must rely upon you. Your Holy Spirit is our true teacher. I pray that you would just help me to communicate your word as, as clear as possible. And Father, that it would be edifying for everyone that is here. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in your, uh, I don't know if you have, is the outline in your book? <clears throat> the title is Let God's Beauty Show in You. Let me lay these down. I, I do have handouts afterwards if I don't get to this. Uh, not my notes, but something else that might be interesting to you. Um, let God's beauty show in you. I love the verse that you have for your, for your theme out of Colossians chapter 3. Has anybody memorized that? Do you know what it is? Somebody tell me. So what? As to the Lord, yes. Whatever, you, whatever, right? Whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. Now, I, when I was asked to do this, I was thinking, okay, what do I do? That I've never spoken in a room with just nothing but women before. So what do I speak on? And, uh, you know, I've, some of you know that I've, I've gone through First Peter and Second Peter for several several months and and first uh, peter chapter 3 is what i landed on but let me let me clarify something i know there are some people here who are not married yet and some people who were but are not now and then there are those of you who are still married and so there's one word that i really want to focus in on uh, that covers everybody, and it's a it's a word that brings up a lot of commotion these days, and that's called submit or submission. And so let me let me uh, just read a little bit of a note that I have. I know that the Bible does tell us, especially in, in uh, Titus chapter 2, that women should be teaching women to a certain point. Now, women, it says older women, well, older men should be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Now, that's to the older men, which I fit that category now. <laughs> then the older women... Now, this, this is actually talking about older, mature, spirit, spiritually mature women, all right? Likewise, to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine, 
They are to teach what is good and so train the young women. Now, this is important. What are the young women supposed to be trained to do? To love their husbands and their children, to be self-controlled, to be pure, working at home, kind, and there's that word, submissive to their own husbands. Why? That the word of God may not be reviled. And that's out of the English Standard Version. So that word submission or submissive or be subject to is all throughout the scripture. But I want to focus on that word for just a moment. And I'm going to, I'm going to skip a, a note here for, for just a second. This, this one pastor that I listen to who, who does a lot of Greek, I, I have mentioned before, I don't know Greek. I make a mess out of it when I really try to study it. But I really like to learn to listen to people that, that know how to talk Greek and how to explain Greek. So this word submissive, now I want you to understand this. It is actually a beautiful word. It means harmony. And here's an explanation for it. The explanation of submit, submissive, or be subject to, Peter is trying to show how important it is to be in harmony in four categories, starting with, this is in 1 Peter, starting with the world in chapter 2, being subject to the world, the government, and so on, being in the workplace, in the home, and in heaven. So those three things Peter covers of what Christians ought to be submissive for. Now one of the things that is important to know when you're studying scripture is that the history and the time period of when it was written. Now back in this time period, 2,000 years ago or so, women really didn't have a whole lot of freedom they were they were under the man's authority which in america today i mean that is a cruel cruel thing but when you look at god's perspective um at, at submission it is it really is to bring about harmony and so the word submit, this is a word you can use on your husband when you get home or, or whoever you want to. The, the, the word, the Greek word is hupotasso, H-U-P-O-T-A-S-S-O, hupotasso. Hupo, the first part, means under, and tasso means to arrange in an orderly manner. Now, did God arrange things in an orderly manner starting in Genesis chapter 1? He had his creation. Everything was in an orderly manner. He created man. He created woman in an orderly manner. Everything all the way down through, government, so on. And it was to be that way so there would be harmony in the world, in the life, and under God's authority. So... All this is an orderly manner, which simply means that God has given orderly arrangement in the world, the workplace, the home, 
because there is an orderly arrangement in heaven. And if we're not looking for heaven uh, to have a place of final peace to go to, we're missing a mark here. So one of the things I I do want to point out is that (laughs) it is it's important whether whether you're married or not you are you are a lady, and God has special instructions for a lady to show his his beauty in the lives of your hearts and your life. Okay, so I want to cover that, and I want to cover it. With the context of, if I, if I can use it without offending anybody, if I can use it in the context of marriage, okay? But being submissive to authority is the main thing. So, let me say this. Some people say they made a mistake and married the wrong person. I can personally say that marriage is a journey... That you will never forget. How about it? Can you those those that have been married or are married or want to be married? You're looking for that journey, right? You're looking forward to that journey. <laughs> There's a lot of learning to see how immature or mature a person really is in true character. I know when I was when I was first married. I was asked, are you ready for this? And I said, well, yeah, I'm mature for my age. Now, some of you, it might come as a shock, but I have been divorced and remarried. And uh, and I won't go into details for that, but my wife is an unbeliever. My first wife was an unbeliever, so she divorced me because I became a Christian. Other than that, it's a long story. So... When I wanted to marry her, I went to her dad and I said, I would like to marry. Are you sure you're mature enough? Well, yeah, I'm 19 years old. <laughs> I just got back from Vietnam. I can, I can, I'm mature, man. I'm a warrior. And uh, there's a lot of maturity. Go, <laughs> And let me tell you... <laughs> I like what this one pastor said. He said, It is my belief marriage will simply magnify the personality you already have. Now, let me repeat that. It is my belief that the marriage will simply magnify the personality you already have. Whether you are kind or unkind, a leader... Or passive, whether you are submissive or defiant. Marriage will take the personality you have and magnify it. Marriage is a testing ground. Can anybody say amen to that? So one of the one of the um, motivational speakers of, of the day when, when I was first a Christian. I don't know if he's still alive or not. Uh, if he is, he's probably 100 years old. But his name was Zig Ziglar. And he says this. 
I have no way of knowing whether or not you married the wrong person. Now, some of you, I don't know all of you, but some of you might be sitting there and say, oh, boy, did I ever. I hope not. But let me tell you what he says. He says, I have no idea of knowing whether you married the wrong person or not. But I do know that if you treat the wrong person like the right person, you would do well. You could well end up having married the right person after all. It is far more important to be the right kind of person than it is to marry the right person. So before we get married, or I'm talking to ladies. I'm <laughs> I've already talked to men about this stuff. So, but, but ladies, it's, it's good to have start out in a home where, you're, where your mother can teach you these things. Where you can learn how to be submissive to, to your father, to your, to your mother. Learn how to be submissive as you grow older. But you have to learn somewhere to be mature. And you have to learn how to be the right kind of person. Now, these days and age, you hear a lot of people, and no offense, please, uh, to anybody named Karen, no offense. But there's a lot of things going on nowadays that say, hey, she's a Karen. And that's not a good sign. But that means she's not in the right spirit walking with the Lord. Okay, so anyway, the word submissive is an important word. We have to understand. As we go through this, and I have the three point. You have the three point actions, attitude. Is that in there? Okay. Because I don't have a book because I don't belong to a ladies retreat. Okay. So as we go through this, let me let me. Try to point out just a few things, and I don't want to take up a whole lot of time. Number one, actions. Wouldn't you agree that actions speak louder than words? I'm told that often. Actions speak louder than words. You know, you can say you love someone, and you can say you care for someone, but if you don't show it somehow, there's a question mark whether you really do. Right? So actions speak louder than words. Are you in harmony in your household? Attitude. The woman's most prettiest or most beautiful feature. Attitude. How many of you ever really walk around with a perfect attitude? See? Now, I know some of you can't be like us men, but, but you know. <laughs> but attitude. And, and, and I want to say something. When, you know, as, a, as an older man, uh, now in my 70s, I look back and I, and I see... Ladies, that that since I've been a since I've been a believer for forty nine years, uh, I've seen ladies who have really been good examples of an attitude that is that is walking with the Lord. 
They have, they have the right spirit. They have the right goals in mind to let God shine in their life, in their heart, in whatever they do. Remember the verse that you have? Whatever you do, let it be done to the glory of God. All right. And the third thing is admiration. And that is more biblical than conventional. So let me read the passage. And I'll read it out loud. And, and it, it, I've had to revert back to my old, my new King James. Uh, so let me read it. And, and just bear with me. I know that, again, let me remind you, it doesn't matter whether you're married or not or whether you want to be married or not. Now, hopefully, if, you're, if you are married, you still want to be married. But, but I, I have to use this portion of Scripture because this is what I studied. Okay, so, so let me read this and point out just a few things. Wives, likewise, likewise. Now, what's he talking about, likewise? Back in chapter 2, verses 13 through, he talks about the government, the work, the, the, the servants, and, and so on, the home and, and heaven. And uh, so, if you go back there and read that in your own time, then, then you'll get where I'm coming from. So, he says, be submissive to your own husbands, not somebody else's. You don't go to somebody else's husband for advice about your marriage. You go to your own husband. Now, the, we're all good at giving advice, but it might not fit you. And so, it, you should go to your own husband. That's what he said. Be submissive to your own husband. You learn from your husband. If your husband is a, is a godly husband, you ask him questions. But, but I want to point out here, this is talking about a wife who has an unbelieving husband. And so let's look at this. He says, Why, lot wives, likewise be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, what word? The word of God. They, without a word, what? Without a word from you. You know, there's nothing that gets under a man's skin. Or probably even you guys. Then they have somebody always nagging at you. And, and I say that with respect. Because there's times that, you know, maybe, maybe the wife, is, they, she, she wants her husband to do the right thing godly. She want, first of all, she wants him to make sure that, that she trusts in him as the Lord and Savior of his life. But if that's not happening... Going out and turning the car radio on Christian radio with superglue isn't going to help. Uh, laying tracks around all day long is not going to do the trick. Uh, to, it might help some people, but for the normal part, no, that's not going to work. Um, it's not going to help saying, hey, you know, if you'd read your Bible more, you know, you'd be right up there spiritually where I am, you know. Um, that's not going to work. So, he says, so if some don't obey the word, but yet you, without a word from you, for ladies, they may be won by the conduct. Where does conduct come in? You know what? Conduct comes in actions. 
Actions speak louder than words. Conduct comes with actions. What drives the conduct? An attitude. If our attitude is not a godly attitude, we're going to have we're not going to have harmony in the home for one thing. And yes, you can say, "All right, I'm, I'll just do whatever you say." Well, that yeah, but in your own mind, you're not really doing it as unto the Lord. Right? So, actions speak louder than words. Your conduct, actions. What drives the actions? Your attitude. What kind of attitude should we have? Remember, I want you. I want to try to drive this home. Your actions or your attitude is the most beautiful part of you. You know, when we come into church on Sundays or Wednesdays, and we see you ladies come in with a joyful attitude. It's a thrill. But maybe you left the home and and you're fighting with whoever, the kids or somebody, and your attitude is like, leave me alone. I don't want to be touched. Several years ago, I was in a church and I I was a greeter. And a lady walked in with a bad attitude. And I said, smile. If you're going to come in here, you should be full of joy. She said, get out of my way. I am in no mood for you. And I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> so I said, I'm, I'm not here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going over this side of the church, right over here. So, so the attitude has a lot to do with how your day is going to go. You can wake up in the morning. You know, the first thing, it's so nice to be able to say, Lord, thank you for waking me up, letting me have this air to breathe. How can I serve you today? You know, that's the attitude that is the most prettiest feature of a woman. All right? And then there's admiration. Admiration is more biblical than conventional. And you can read throughout the, the uh, stories in the New Testament about the, the ladies, the biblical ladies, you know. Sarah, uh, Peter mentions Sarah now. Abraham threw Sarah under the bus. You know, he said, hey, I don't want to be killed, so say you're my sister. But yet she was still submissive to him. Only God knows why, you know. But, but she was an example that Peter used. And she called him Lord. Now, I tried that one time. We had a, we had a, a friend that got married years ago uh, that lived in Norfolk, Nebraska, and we went down there. We were doing a concert in their church down there, and this lady just got married. She was, she, I think, <laughs> I think she thought she was never going to get married, and then God brought her this godly man, and and so they they hosted us for the evening, and the next morning she got called down. He was getting ready. He just got off work, and and he was getting cleaned up, getting ready to go to church. And she called down, and she said, Lord Stephen, Lord Stephen, it's breakfast is ready. And I thought, Joyce, how come you don't call me Lord? She don't call me, she called me Keller. And uh, I thought, well, 
Something's got to change. Well, that never changed. <laughs> so, so ladies, so anyway, <laughs> you don't have to call your husband Lord, but there is a Lord that you want to have your actions and attitude and admiration for. And so, as we as we look at this, he says, so your conduct that the word may be won by the conduct of their wives. And then, how is that going to be done? When they observe. Not when you say, hey, look at me how I'm living. This is the way you should be living. Look at me how I study my Bible. This is the way you should be studying your Bible. Look at me the way I talk. You should be talking like me. Look at the songs I listen to. You should be listening to them. It's not going to happen that way. He wants to observe how you're living. And you know what? It, it goes with the children also. It doesn't have to just stay with the wives, even though he's addressing the wives. It's talking about harmony in the home and uh, being submissive. So he says, when they observe your chaste conduct, your pure conduct, accompanied by fear. Fear of what? Fear of your husband going to beat you over the head? No. Fear because you know you're, going to, you're responsible to the Lord for your actions, for your attitude, and who you adore. So he says, and do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging of the hair and so on. One thing I've, I've found out that was pretty interesting to me. It's not that, it's not that being adorning, you know, fixing your hair and so on. You know, my wife used to dye her hair all the time. I, I like natural, I like natural beauty. I don't like, I don't like to see women wear so much paint you got to scrape it off with a putty knife. But that's me. But that's not what he's talking about. He's just saying that let your adornment be merely outward, not not outward. You know, wigs were a big thing 2,000 years ago in the Greco-Roman world. You know what color they were? Huh? White? No. They were blonde. They were shipped in from different places around the world. Blonde wigs. And people say, well, that was for the, you know, that was for the ungodly. No, they were found in the, in the Christian catacombs that they had blonde. So it's not wrong to, to pretty yourself up. The old, uh, the old Southern Baptist preacher that we used to listen to, uh, Oliver B. Green from uh, North Carolina, he said, if the barn needs painted women, paint the barn. You know, you don't have to overdo it though. So, there's nothing wrong with getting purdied up. You know, you just don't do it for the wrong reason. So he said, rather, rather uh, do not let your adornment be merely outward. Let it be, but let it be the hidden person of the heart. That hidden person of the heart. That's where God wants to be. That's where God wants to shine. You know, if it shines in he will shine out. And as John the Baptist said, he must increase. 
I must decrease. And so our goal, well, I'm talking to ladies, <laughs> but the goal for, for not only ladies, but, but even men, but, but the goal should be let Christ's beauty show in you and not let, um, I don't want to say this without being, being weird, um, don't let the Karen show out, okay? <laughs> um, don't let it be that you're one of these that always want to fight. You, you might have a dominant spirit about you. You might want to be the head of everything you have. But God says everybody has to be submissive to someone. And our start is to be submissive with him. And it means to bring harmony. You want harmony with the Lord? You're going to be submissive. And that's what it means. Hapatuto. New word. Hapatuto. All right. So, let me finish up. I'm going to run this. I'm going to finish on time doing that. All right. So, hupatasto. I said the word backwards. Hupatasto. It means to, hupo means under, tasso means to arrange in an orderly fashion, orderly manner. And God has done that. All the way from creation, government, the workplace, marriage, so on. So what's it, what do we look at? Our actions. Number one, speak louder than words. Attitude. Remember, you want the prettiest feature to show in you? Attitude. Chase conduct, pure thoughts, not getting revenge, not being deceitful to your spouse or anyone else around you. Your pure conduct, your chaste conduct. Admiration. The woman has adoration for the Lord first and then her husband. The wife wants to show that the Lord is leading her life in the way she acts, the attitude she carries, and her husband will see these changes in her life and could someday come to trust the Lord as his Savior. Henceforth is the verse for your theme. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to men. But let's not forget, Verse 18 also says, Wives, submit to your own husbands. Why? Because this is fitting in the Lord. So, let me leave you with five things that might encourage you. Five ways to be a godly woman. I got this from John Piper. Number one, Always stay in God's word. Number two, pray. Number three, know the things that matter. Does it matter if you get your own way or not? Be submissive in a godly way. Harmony. Whether you're right or wrong. 
Number four, speak with gentleness. Sometimes, it's sad to say, sometimes a woman does not speak with gentleness to her spouse or to her children or to even somebody who wants to greet them in the church like I did several years ago. But speak with gentleness. And all these are in Proverbs. And number five, respect authority. God has put things in order for us to be submissive to. Submissive is not a bad word. It's not a word that should cause a lawsuit. It's not a word that should cause any havoc in the home. It should be a beautiful thing. Just remember, when you read the word submissive or submit or be subject to, it means let's live in harmony. Okay? All right? Sure. Father, we ask your blessing on tonight, and uh, we thank you so much for, for what you've done in, in uh, the song service and, and in the food, and thank you for inviting us to to be a part of this tonight. And, and Father, I do pray that the ladies will be encouraged uh, just through this small devotion. And, uh, Lord, that you would be glorified through it all. And we thank you. Uh, help them to have an enjoyable rest of the night and even tomorrow morning and the rest of the day. And, we, and Father, we just give you thanks so much for your love for us. And we pray, Lord, that you would be glorified in it all. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.